But if you're listening out there, you know, good job. <laughs> Useless toad. It was certainly better than me pooping last week. What's behind the rose? I really think I delivered a solid B plus in this segment. So she's just a rotten bitch in every planet of the multiverse. The bed, the bed. Yeah, so uh, thunder bitch sesh, I guess for me is uh, thunderstorms last night, and th- the thunderclaps were so loud that it sounded like somebody walking by the windows and banging on the windows. It didn't oh. sound like thunder, and so yeah, big idiot dog was like, ruff, 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 ruff. you know, it's oh. like somebody's knocking. I even, but I even, I didn't know what it was. I jumped up and was looking out the windows because I thought somebody just walked by my house and banged on the windows. Yeah. And then I heard the rumble in the distance. Like, no, that was thunder. It was just so loud that it shook the windows. Like, so th- that was what kept you up all night, or a lot of the night? Oh, there was that. Um, the other dog who we took in for allergies a week ago. Um, now he's got some respiratory problem. Oh, it's, a, it's It's just amazing to me. Every time that we take him to this vet, a week or two later, they're in worse shape. Uh, they give him these shots and whatnot, and, and now yeah. they're worse. It's like, yeah. great. That's um, that's much like going to a new dentist. Uh, every single time you you go to a new dentist, they are guaranteed going to find something fucked up with your teeth. Guaranteed, every, everything's wrong in your mouth. Yeah. You got to do guaranteed. Well, I've already had these procedures. Well, they must not have done them yeah, right. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they didn't do it right. Uh, Fifteen hundred dollars. Like fuck you. Yeah, we we tried we tried that when we moved. Uh, we tried to go to a dentist a little bit closer, and immediately they found you know. $1,500 worth of shit wrong in my mouth. I'm like, um, I already spent this money like a long time ago to get it fixed. And, well, I'm like, no, no, bye. Yeah. And then they kept on calling like, now, hey, we're still waiting for you to schedule, you know, that, that procedure. I'm like, I'm, we're done. Like, I'm done with you guys. Uh, I mean, I would get a couple calls. Like, there was like three or four times where they would call me and like, it was probably like a, di- a different person that was looking over their notes like, oh, we have to hound them again, try and get them to schedule their dentist to, you know, down payment or whatever. I yep. And then, of course, then I go back to our old dentist that, you know, that is a little bit farther away. And we explained to them like, well, we're back because, you know, it's worth the extra drive because uh, you know, I went through the, the whole thing with them real quick. And they, they checked out my mouth. and They're like, oh, you're good to go. See you in a half a year. Like, uh, exactly. Exactly. Mm, yeah. Anyway. Oh, here's the other reason why I was up half the night. Oh. He's taking his shirt off. Because I'm hot, then I'm cold, then I'm hot, then oh. I'm cold. I'm cold, I'm freezing, then I'm sweating. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, otherwise, yeah, things are going, well, vacation's coming up. So actually, this is going to be the last for me for a week or two at least. Yeah, okay. No problem. But, uh, but uh, much, much, much needed vacation. Uh, I'm envious of your vacation because, well, I, I took Friday off and it was a long weekend and surprise party and all that jazz. So it, it's been a mini home vacation, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, I'm Eric. And I'm Eugene. Woohoo! Uh, are you ready to go to the roulette? <laughs> yep. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. 
And on this episode of The Roulette, it is See You Yesterday Up Against the Night Eats the World. And you're up first, sir. Tell us about The Night Eats the World. Okay, so The Night Eats the World, another zombie movie. This one is um, set set inside a high-rise building after a very interesting first, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes where this guy goes to collect some of his stuff from his obvious ex-girlfriend. She's there with a guy and there's a thumping party. And this is in France. I think we had talked about that when you were throwing the roulettes my way. Um, and the guy is obviously agitated and immediately I felt bad for him and I was agitated too because they're, they're all partying and he's the outsider that is kind of unwelcome. <laughs> um, and it just... They're being okay to him, but, you know, she's like, hold on, I'll, I'll get it, hold on, hold on, and he's waiting and waiting and waiting and more and more pissed off, and I, what I liked about the beginning is you could hardly make out what they were saying, and this, by the way, it, they, they were speaking in English, uh, but you could hardly make out what they were saying, but you could, obviously, you could tell what was going on, like the thumping music, and it was an artistic decision to do that but i thought that was kind of cool how it was kind of hard to hear what everybody was saying but i'm like i totally i can totally see what's going on right now i understand what's going on we don't need a whole lot of dialogue uh then it shifts there's a zombie invasion and that's where uh obviously this movie did not have a huge budget uh because it is set set inside this high rise uh with some zombies here and there uh but that's not a bad thing that's it's a good thing. This was a quite inventive uh, take on the genre, primarily because it's more oh character study uh, versus all-out horror, which by the end I got a little bit tired of it. But basically we see his gradual breakdown because the guy is by himself trapped in a building and he has to find ways to fend for himself. There is a zombie that's stuck in an elevator, so that almost becomes his Wilson <laughs> to where he's... <laughs> Stories, you know, constantly talking to or angry at this zombie. Uh, a couple of cool special effects shots. There's a low-rent version of what we saw in World War Z with the horde of zombies piling on top of each other to try and get over the wall. And you know, I believe that was Israel. Yeah. Here, uh, they're trying to get into the... He starts playing drums at one point just because he's kind of going crazy. And he wants... He sold only wants to draw zombies to him in the building. So he starts jamming out on some drums and they all are piling up trying to get to him a la World War Z. Anyway, uh, it ends a bit French-ish to where, uh, like, oh, come on. There's a, this is a pretty good movie and it's kind of just, eh, artsying its way out to an ending that is kind of just, meh. Uh, but, but it was still good for an hour and 30 minutes, whatever. I, that was a good movie. It was well shot, well acted. Uh, it looked really good. It was, this was not, you know, some guy and his buddies shooting on their HD cam and it gets shit out on Netflix. This was a movie. Right. So I just, I was, I was let down by the ending. The ending could have, it could have been way more than it was. It was kind of a non-ending in my opinion. (laughs) <sighs> see you yesterday. <laughs> Best friends CJ and Sebastian build a pair of time machines and use them in order to save the life of CJ's brother. 
Within the first five minutes of this movie, I texted you and was like, oh, shit, this is on point writing. This is good stuff. And they had a guy from other time travel movies that was an actor. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. And, you know, I'm digging this. And then it progresses with a lot of good on point social commentary that's not crammed down your throat. It's kind of the plot of the movie. And, and it works. It's totally on point. The writing is really good. The acting is great from the kids. Um, and then we get to the ending. Oh boy. And I mean, I kind of, you, you've kind of seen movies, time travel movies like this before where as far as plot wise, you got to go back in time to try and stop something from happening and you messed it up again. So you got to go back again and try and do it a different way. And that didn't work. So you gotta go back again. It's the, you know, doing a bit of the loopy thing. Uh, and then as happens often, I'm not really spoiling anything specific here, but in a rush to avoid your fate, you run towards it. If you know what I mean, and you go, oh, maybe we were the cause of the problem in the first place, and it's some kind of primer loopy thing. But then at the end, the girl, oh, well, it didn't work that time, so she goes running like, okay, we got to try something else. And she starts to fire up the time travel backpack and roll credits. Um, mm, this wasn't a, we often talk about blown endings, where you get to the ending and they did something dumb or something you didn't like, and you're just like, oh, come on, you could have had a better ending. Yeah. This was a not ending. It just stopped. <laughs> uh, there was no resolution to the story. We didn't see her succeed. We didn't see her fail. Um, so, my movie, too. There's no yeah. resolution. It literally ends with, they like, oh, that was mid-scene. Yeah, like, there should have been another 10 or 15 minutes, and we should have gone one way or the other. And instead, it was like, well, I'm going to go try again. It was, oh, okay, okay. And credits. Uh, maybe, oh, here, maybe here's, maybe this is based on a book or something. And this is only part one. Maybe that's what it is. It's a Kill Bill part one situation. Mm. I don't know. Uh, sure didn't feel like it. But uh, as it is, I gotta go, eh, I would say keep it in the, because it wasn't a, wasn't a bad ending. I wasn't mad other than the fact that it was, well, I wonder how the story's gonna end. Um, it was just over. And there you have, see you yesterday. Ugh. I think you, at least you should watch the first five minutes just for some of the ideas, the acting you can see on point and that cameo where they do some funny lines. Uh, you Just the first five minutes, I think you'd be in love. But then, yeah, it <laughs> don't expect resolution on that one, but it's a easy breezy hour 26, so it was over quick. And Yeah. I hate when these movies, you know, fart out these art endings where it's like, just uh, roll credits like, ah, oh, that was deep. It's now, deep. This wasn't even that. It wasn't even pretending to be, to have some other meaning. It just, well, got to go try again. <laughs> do, do, do. Roll credits. <laughs> like, huh? All right. Um, there you go. See you yesterday. So I didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Right. Like I'm seeing IMDb is a 4.9. I, out of 10, I guess. Fair enough. It's half a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For mine, it, I, I would recommend it, uh, f- but keep your expectations in check. That the ending is, yeah, fart. So, <laughs> uh, okay, next round. 
Okay, next round up for you first is Rim Job of the World, directed by Mick G. Four misfit teenagers join forces to save the world when an alien invasion interrupts their summer camp. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's Netflix. It's Mick G, and there's a rim job in there somewhere, so be prepared. It's kids, and I, it might be good. Their trailer looked pretty good, actually, and Mick G coming off of the very good babysitter movie. You never know. It might be maybe another good one? We shall see. Maybe. Uh, next up is Extremely Wicked, Shocking... Or wait. Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Uh, courtroom frenzy ensues and sweeps 1970s America when a young single mother meets Ted Bundy. This is directed by Joe Berlinger, and he's the guy that made uh, Blair Witch Project Part 2 and oh. all sorts of documentaries, great documentaries. Metallica, Some Kind of Monster, Paradise Lost, I and mean, he's a He's a very good director. And from what I hear, this movie, as long as you are prepared that it's not going to be kind of a serial killer movie to where it's like him murdering people, it's more of a courtroom thing, mm-hmm. I hear it's actually quite good. So, it's another Netflix movie, but uh, there you go. Last but not least is your safe pick. This is, I think, your safe pick, at least. It's a documentary about... Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, RBG, the exceptional life and career of U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who has developed a breathtaking legal legacy while becoming an unexpected pop culture icon. And I believe that the, I think that she is in, at least in her 80s now, but she kicks ass. I haven't watched the documentary, but she's done um, a lot for women's rights and just... What's that on? Normalcy. I think that is on... Canopy. And for you, I mean, really, really heaving me the Netflix this week for somebody who hates Netflix so much anymore. Uh, Cold Skin, directed by Xavier Gens, on a remote island in the Antarctic Circle, a young man finds himself trapped in a battle for his life against nightly invasions of unknown creatures that emerge from the ocean. Uh, In of the Damned on Canopy. Oh, Cold Skin is on Hoopla or Canopy, whichever one. Okay. Uh, End of the Damned is on Canopy. The, oh, uh, I'll, some of these are a little longer. Cold Skin's Hour 45. End of the Damned is 114 minutes, but it's 1975 and feels like kind of exploitation-ish, you know, in that yep. time frame. So it doesn't surprise me that it's that long. Long synopsis here, but it's what I got. Uh, you will never be the same after you discover the secrets of the Inn of the Damned on a lonely stretch of road deep in an isolated Australian rainforest lies an eerie, forgotten inn. Few travelers stop there now, and those that do disappear. Everything's with exploitation uh, marks here. Exploitation. Hmm. Exclamation marks here. Uh, an American bounty hunter is hired to unravel the inn's chilling secrets. He is soon confronted by its demented owners, obsessed with guarding the terrible truth within. Action packed with sadistic violence, bare flesh, and tainted sex. Inn of the Dam is a horror classic that will shock you to the core. I'll believe that when Eugene sees it. Uh, <laughs> the Mimic on Hoopla, Hour 40. This is a Korean film. A classic Korean ghost story gets a horrifying new spin in The Mimic as the mother of a missing child takes in a lost girl she finds in the woods and soon begins to wonder if she is even human. And I think I actually did watch that trailer some time back. At any rate, that's probably your most roulette of the three, but I figure you can find something in there that'll definitely. Okay, and uh, yeah, I think Cold Skin wins today just because Xavier Gans, good cast. Uh, I I can't imagine even if it's even if it's ends up being mad, it's not going to be awful. It's going to be 
I wish I think it's probably going to be good. And see you yesterday was enough to stir up my desire to see some science fiction, but without enough science fiction to put it to bed. So I guess I'll take Rim of the World. Ooh, Let's see what's okay. going on there. There you go. Next okay. episode of the Roulette will be Rim of the World up against Cold Skin. Who doesn't like a rim job? Oh, a, a, amen. I know. Um, especially from RBG. Or, oh, wait. Especially from Mick G. <laughs> especially from Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Wow. Oh, please delete that. That makes uh, me feel just... Uh, we'll that makes me feel extremely plays. wicked, shocking, and evil. <laughs> See, we're tying them all together. It's uh-huh, funny. Sure, sure. As I sit here in the Inn of the Damned? Right. Yeah. <laughs> One way to woo her. Take her to the Inn of the Damned. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to make a cold skin joke. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, second segment, we were just going to kind of rabbit trail. Did you uh, have anything you wanted to talk about? Or I did, actually. Yes. Um, bear with me here. <laughs> How about, how about that? <laughs> don't, don't don't even say it. <laughs> how about that box office for Aladdin? <laughs> <laughs> you useless toad. <laughs> oh, it did really good. You're so prepared. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. I needed a good laugh after my three hours of angry sleep. <sighs> Um, did you see it yet? Yes. Oh. Oh, boy. Which I'll get into recently watched with, with that, but. Go there on. Was, oh, <laughs> <laughs> there was actually something that I had, uh, as I was sitting there in the theater last night. I'm like, ah, there's my, there's my, uh, rabbit trail, whatever. And it just, poof, gone. Uh, shit. Cause I'll oh, like, wait, I'll bet I know what it is. Hold on one second. Uh, let me guess. Thoughts on Terminator Dark Fate trailer? Did you get that trailer? Actually, we did not, surprisingly. Uh, I mean, you'd think that with... Obviously, we had a bunch of horror movie trailers, but I was expecting that one. Uh, I didn't get that one. There was some... Oh, maybe it was Quentin Tarantino's latest, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, Maybe that's what what it was. Um, You rarely see Red Band trailers anymore in the theater, and this one here, it... It wasn't Red Band. It was like they didn't have the Red Band, which Red Band, for those that don't know, that means it's an R-rated trailer. Uh, or similar, or close to an R-rated, whatever. But there was swearing in that trailer, and I, it's the one that we've watched online, whatever, and I'm like, I'm a bit surprised. I mean, granted, Brightburn's an R-rated movie, and it earns its R rating, but I was a bit surprised that uh, they had a... I don't know, a trailer like that. It's I, rare. I thought I'd noticed that when I watched it online. I, I was like, wait a minute, I don't remember seeing Red Band. And at the end, he's like, you're rusty fucking something. Yeah, and, and another part, he screws up his line. God damn it. And I'm like, whoa. I'm like, okay. I'm like, it's, you don't see that often. And even in, in the Ma trailer, which I don't, I, I don't think that movie looks good, by the way. What is that? Oh, that's the one where the lady is, uh, Older lady, she kind of befriends some teenagers and starts throwing parties in the oh, basement. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but there, uh, we see a, like, she, I mean, she runs someone over in a van. And we see enough of it that I'm like, eh, they're pushing the, I don't know, they're pushing things with the trailers. Hmm. But anyway, I I thought that was interesting that for a non-Red Band trailer that they were dropping some 
an F-bomb or whatever. Eh, there you go. Yep, I agree. I, I don't know what the call is there. Or if they can get a, if Now they're saying, well, we can get away with one F-bomb and a PG-13, so if we just have one F-bomb in here, then that's okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Especially if it's for an R-rated movie, I, which, you know, that's fine. Anyone discerning would probably not want to watch an R-rated movie anyway, I guess. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. the thought process. Who knows? Uh, anyway, though, thoughts on Terminator Dark Fate? You know, I'm always rooting for Terminator, and I thought the trailer looked good. But, of course, I'm the obviously the only one on this planet that does think it looks good. Everybody else that I was online, it's, oh, it looks awful, awful, terrible, oh. awful. I'm like, what? did you watch the same trailer I did? Because that looks pretty damn good. Oh, I've run into the opposite situation. I'm the only one waving the Terminator is awesome banner, even the sequels. And saying, oh, I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to be the one going. And everybody has been naysaying it on my websites. Like, ah, dad, these sequels suck so bad. And then the trailer came out and everybody that was saying it sucked was like, oh, that actually doesn't look bad. Maybe I'll see it in the theater. And I was like, underwhelmed. Oh, really? Well, it looks fine. And the new Terminator looks cool. You can split into two and whatnot. But they don't really show you much of anything. I mean, there's a little bit of an action scene on a freeway. and Yeah. So that's fine. I'm not... We always complain the trailers give away too much, but here, it was, oh, don't tell me you're just going to be driving around the desert all movie talking and... I don't know. I was, yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. I just eh, I thought the trailer didn't really give us much. Yeah, I, I do think that the CGI, it's not finished. Like I, That was my ba- my biggest complaint, I guess, was the CGI, it didn't seem like... I don't know, it, it felt a little... Just a little not quite done, maybe. Well, that's not unusual for... Yeah, because it's a long... Oh, wait, when does that come... Does that come out this winter or next... I think it's later this fall. Uh, so I think it's September. But and the thing... Here's the other thing, too. I don't know anything. It says November 1st. Okay. I don't know anything. I'm just speculating, as I do, when these trailers come out, but... I hope that I'm just leaping to not obvious... Or to... What looks like sort of obvious conclusions to me, but the dialogue in the trailer, she's... Why do you care about her so much? Uh, well, because I was like her. And I'm going, okay, well, what can I take away from that? John doesn't seem to be around, so John must have died, and now this girl's future son is the leader of the Resistance. And so, maybe that's it? And at the end, it looks like a bunch of refugees on a train, and, well, what do we do now? We have to protect... So-and-so. And I'm like, is that the end of the movie? And then they just ride the train off into the distance? Uh, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know, because this is going to be a direct sequel from Part 2, right? Yes, this is okay. Terminator 3 Part 2, yeah. I, I guess. So I, I don't know what that means. And as we've seen in Endgame, you can easily just explain away all these other sequels and t- by saying alternate timelines. And that's, that's it. Yeah. How is there another... Arnold Terminator there. Are we supposed to forget those other sequels? Yeah. Or is that just another timeline? I don't know. Lots of questions to be Yeah, answered. I wonder like how they're going to tie him in with, with this one. Because obviously he's much, much, much older now. Is he... Do Terminator exoskeleton skins or whatever they age? Is he a actual Terminator? Or is he the guy that they based him off of? Or something? I'm guessing he was sent back to save Sarah... And saved Sarah, but in the process, John got killed. And then mm-hmm. he just stayed with Sarah, and now he's old. And, uh, cause that would have happened t- 
went 20-some-odd years ago in the other timeline that Sarah died. Now she's back, and now we've got to protect this other girl because she's me. She's Boy, I, I'm so curious how it's going to do because they just – they do okay. I mean, the last one didn't do good, but uh, I guess Salvation didn't do that good either. Three did okay, but it's just a series that has been – I don't know. It just – it doesn't do the greatest every time there's another one. They keep on trying though. Yeah, well, that last one was ruined by its trailer, in my opinion. Let's see, it's opening up against Ar- Arctic Dogs, animation, Motherless Brooklyn. Uh, oh shit, the week after Terminator Dark Fate is Doctor Sleep. Nice. A new Charlie's Angels is coming. Okay. Yeah. Rambo, now Rambo, I believe, is in September. Well, yeah, I picked that for our roulette. Uh, that's in September. Oh, did you Which... see the uh, released canned footage of that? I did. Yeah. I watched that. Oh, yeah. I. Yep. <laughs> it's Rambo. Oh, I'm there. That's opening weekend for me. Doesn't matter what the reviews are. I'm there for Rambo. Yeah, me too. I would bet. I'm, I'm guessing that it's not going to be quite as incredibly violent as the last one was. What do you think? I. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, it seems like he's taking on the cartels in Mexico. Yeah, you know, they, they don't fuck around. Yeah, and a lot of... You're killing Mexicans in our political climate? I don't... <laughs> that might make some money. But anyway, yeah. I uh, Now, is that the official trailer, or is that just like a cans type thing? I don't know, because, I mean, what we saw was bootlegged. Yeah. So who knows? That might have been a can thing, but could all I could totally see it being the first trailer. Trying to see here. Gen Isis made about ninety million. Terminator Salvation made one hundred and twenty-five. Been just kind of steady downhill since T yeah. two. I think didn't Terminator three make around one hundred fifty? I think one hundred fifty. But let's see what they did international because that can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Everybody still did two hundred and eighty foreign, so worldwide. Terminator 3 was 430. Terminator 4, 370. Yeah, it's steady decline. <laughs> Genesis, 440. Back up. Oh, no kidding. So it did really good. Overseas, did 350 overseas. overseas. And that's the thing, too. You have to realize that most people still just, they only want to talk about domestic. And I'm, yeah. why? I mean... When, when they're making so much more money overseas, they're going to start marketing things to that, and people are like, I can't believe this, yeah, what a failure, what a bomb, and then you go look at the world market, and no, no, they did fine. Yeah, they're okay. Every now and then I see someone like, Endgame actually wasn't that huge of a hit. Like, oh. Oh, anything <laughs> to see, get clicked. Here's another thing, here's another thing. Then with the MCU, they, they only talk about worldwide. Why is that? Why is there a bias there of, ah, uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go see what Endgame is up to, since all Eugene wants to talk about is the box office. <laughs> I could, we can talk about uh, Brightburn box office as well, because that thing tanked. Uh, domestic on Endgame is $800 million, foreign $1.8 billion. Jeez. So even there, uh, much like those Terminator sequels, 70% of its take is foreign. It's the same number. 70% yeah. of it is foreign. Wow. It's up to 
That's crazy. So is this, like, number one movie of all time at this point? Or it's, I think it still has to beat Avatar. Let me check okay. here. Yeah, Avatar is... Oh, wow. Avatar is 2.78, and Endgame is 2.68. So it's got a little over $100 million to go to beat Avatar. What do you think? You think it can do that? Uh, my dogs do. Yeah, your dogs definitely think so. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, has I it been? I'm, I'm assuming it's been released in all of the uh, territories. Now, granted, you know, now that summer is full on underway, it, it feels like that's the type of movie that just every weekend will keep on, just little by little, chugging away. Like, yeah, it's been out. It's been out for 32 days. It's a little over a month. I mean, they're going to do everything they can to make that. You know, to hit that. Oh biggest. yeah! Look for December. There'll be a re-release. Yep. I wouldn't. You know, it hasn't hit the dollar theaters yet. That'll. That's obviously not a huge amount, but that's going to play a long time. Yep, I agree. Okay. Uh, the other thing that I brought was this news about Akira. You've been following that? Yes, I have. So you think this is a definite go? Sure sounds like it. It's supposed to start filming, I think, in July, and they just set a release date of May twenty-one. Uh, 2021. So I just have to live two more years. No. Uh, what a birthday present for me. <laughs> uh, no, your dogs agree. Your dogs agree. I, what is he barking at? There's nothing. It's bird. <laughs> uh, uh, it's going to be one of those weeks. I'm going to have to work for that vacation. I mean, just... By the way, I sincerely apologize for any poop talk last week. That was simply uncalled for, and Eric should have edited all of that out, but he didn't, and so I fault him for every single bit of that. And shame on him. Shame on him. Nope. Work voicemail. Oh. Okay, I'm going to keep talking a little bit. Um... Yeah, so another quick uh, bit bit of information here is um, it is actually Kylie Minogue's birthday. Happy birthday, Kylie. Um, good for her. Um, also uh, on deck today for their birthday would be Glenn Quinn, which I have no idea who he is, but he is certainly on IMDb. So he's Gotta have been in some stuff. Um, I think that there's some people that I might know, uh, not personally, but I might know who they are. Um, Ashley Lawrence, hey! There you go, Hellraiser series. Happy birthday, Ashley. Um, Liam O'Brien, it's his birthday, and um, he... Whose uh, birthday? what I miss? Um, Liam O'Brien's oh. birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh what? Oh no! You said you said to bring something new to the table, and so I thought, well, I we haven't done this ever for like two weeks. Um, but anyway, yeah, just uh, um, Akira, Akira. Let's talk about Akira. Uh, <laughs> now we've talked about this before. This is like my favorite movie of all time. Everybody can have their own. This one's mine. What's yours again? What, what made your was it Shining? Oh, or, it's a cross. It's a toss up between Shining and Two Thousand One. It depends, like. 
I suppose The Shining, but I'll watch 2001 the next time and be like, that's my favorite. But it, it's, it goes back and forth. So right now I would say The Shining is my favorite. So how would you feel if there was going to be a sequel made or a, a remake of it made? Uh, The Shining, I mean, the TV version was no. No, but I mean, a real big budget Hollywood picture starring Leo DiCaprio. Oh, oh, yes, I would. Yep. If you have him as Jack Torrance, (laughs) I'm in. Yeah. Well, it's his production company that's, he's producing this movie. And it's a little bit different, I, I know, because we're going from animated to live action. We've talked about it before. Oh, bring yeah. it on. I'll see it. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll call it shit if it's shit. Uh, but it's going to be a little different than the, uh, the animated movie because it's based on, uh, Katsuhiro Otomo's graphic novel series or comic series, however you want to put it. And from what I understand, which I haven't got all the chapters of it, I've only got a handful of them. What I, as I understand it, the movie only goes about two thirds of the way through that series. So they're probably going to drop something. I could see them dropping the whole, have you, do you even remember the movie? Yes, I do. Okay. But there's that weird thing where the dude grows into a giant body monster. Yes, I remember that. I could see them totally dropping that and doing something a little different, kind of like they did in Watchmen. And, and then, you know, add on more stuff that comes after that. Who knows? Uh, but I really, oh, hold on. Also got this. To be directed by... Taika Waititi. Hey, hey! You know how to say it now. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I have faith in him, and I, I did hear, I didn't read the actual story, but I did hear that he plans on an all-Japanese cast. Good. It should be, should be, like I said before, no whitewashing of this. I mean, maybe you could do some offside character that it doesn't matter, but the main characters should all be Japanese. And it seems like he's planning to do that. He's from New Zealand, so I don't know where I'm going with that, but maybe he, I just think of, oh, he's from New Zealand. He's not from here, so he has a, a, a world mindset as opposed to people here. Well, everybody's got to be white dudes. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Now, it wasn't, um, I always thought that Chronicle was a bit like Akira. Like, the storyline was a, a bit like that. Am I, am I thinking correctly here? That's the, uh, Josh Trank movie. A very movie. slim, you could call that a very slimmed whitewash kind of remake, but just hitting on some of the high, high parts okay. of it. But, but, uh, there's a lot more depth to Akira than that. Yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed that movie. Because of that, I was like, oh, that one scene in the hospital where he just kind of fooshes everybody. That was kind of like Tetsuo in the yeah. hospital. Wasn't the, was that the end? I remember the end when they were flying around. Uh, wasn't that a bit like it? Or um, Yes and no, because only the one, only Tetsuo gets powers and, and Akira Kaneda does not. But he gets this awesome ray gun. And then the government starts shooting at him from a spy satellite laser thing. That's super awesome. Uh, but I just want to see him ride around that bike, man. That's what I want to see in post-apocalyptic Neo-Tokyo. Yeah. You know, another thing about uh, Terminator? Um, no shit. Um, the director of Deadpool. is uh, What's he direct? Is it Tim Miller? Yeah, yeah, yeah he... he di- He's doing the new, uh. Terminator, right? Yeah, Dark Fate. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. That's another, I think that's another positive, by the way. 
I mean, yeah, but uh, we've also kind of... What else has he done? Have you seen other Tim Miller movies? No. I don't know what he's done, but I have seen a couple... Taika Waititi. Movies. (laughs) (laughs) So far, I've liked them all. Uh, He has also done... Oh, nothing. Uh, Deadpool. And I I guess Love, Death, and Robots. He did the Ice Age segment. And he did a couple short films. What was the Ice Age segment? I think that was with Topher Grace, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. That one. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's just hope Deadpool wasn't a fluke. Yeah. No kidding. Also, hey, happy birthday to Jesse Bradford. Jesse, if you're listening out there, we, uh, we have been... <laughs> he was, he was an actor in Bring It On. But if you're listening out there, you know, good job. <laughs> <laughs> good job living another year. <laughs> keep on. Much like the rest of us, you're one day closer to the grave. Yep. Keep on fighting the good fight there, buddy. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alexa Davalos. I don't know who you already said, so. Oh, we just, it's. You know, you know her. She was in, uh, Chronicles of Riddick. Oh yeah, yep. Krista Miller. She's that. That she's first up on the uh, birthdays. I'm not sure who she is, but God bless. <laughs> uh, this is just this is this is what you bring. Yep. This is oh, what he brings just, to the table. <laughs> Ripping entertainment here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Yep. Um, well, I do think that the Akira remake has more potential than the Ghost in the Shell one, especially oof. because of the rating and stuff. So they are embracing the R rating, correct? Well, I mean, it's not even that it's super R-rated, but it's, pretty it's violent. just a, I remember a, the cartoon was violent. It is violent, but it's an adult subject matter. I don't know. Just, But then again, it's going to be based on the books and not the movie. So, Man, did I ever not like Ghost in the Shell. Jeez, I remember that. I'm like, that is that was a slog to get through. It just felt... The the anime or the movie? The, the live movie. Action. The live action movie. Yeah. I don't disagree. It's on my shelf. But so so is the anime. It's real slow and talky. Yeah. With, with a couple of really cool action scenes in it. I only was, came to appreciate it after I watched it a few times. Was Ultraviolet uh, with Mila Jovovich, was that based on a... Anime or was oh boy, it? my gut says no, but then I hesitate because maybe. Only reason I bring that up is it kind of sort of reminds me of like Ghost in the Shell a little bit. Dystopian science fiction action film written directed by Kurt Wimmer. Where's he been? Oh, is he in Josh Trank jail or? Probably after Ultraviolet, he was yeah. real hot for a minute because of that one with Christian Bale. A novelization of the film was written. I mean, the movie did not do good. That ooh, cumulative worldwide gross twelve million dollars on a thirty million dollar budget. Ouch! And I could be wrong, but I think that was another one of those deals where they cut thirty, forty minutes yeah, out of the movie. It mm. was butchered. An anime series titled Ultraviolet Code O Four Four was released by the Japanese anime satellite television network Animax, and created by Madhouse. But it sounds like all, everything that came from it came afterwards. And I, I think. Yeah, it seems like, it, it looks to me that Kurt Wimmer is now more of a writer. I mean, he's written a lot of stuff, he's still writing stuff, so that's... Oh, he wrote the Point Break remake. 
Oof, which I never watched. Uh, and after the Total Recall remake. Jeez. <laughs> How do some people keep... Oh, he wrote Street Kings. How did some people keep getting work? Now, Total Recall I thought was pretty good, wasn't it? I've only watched it one time in the theater, if I remember correctly. I've what? watched it twice because I wanted to reevaluate, and both times I was like, all right, you could have just changed a couple names and it would have been a different movie. You didn't have to even have to call it Total Recall, you know? It, it was yeah. that different. Point Break was like... <sighs> well, that was as bad as pretty much everybody said, correct? Yeah, there's a good Point Break movie. They made it once. And then on Earth 735, where the opposite of these movies exist, <laughs> there was Point Break 2015 that was a total shit show. But such a shit show that you should actually give it a watch because it's your jaw's on the floor the whole time. Like, I can't believe they made this decision to do this the opposite of what they did the first way. Because that way was good. And this is not. <sighs> yeah. Kurt Eric, Erickson Core directed that movie and... Um... Yeah, not a whole lot else. <laughs> huh. I gotta track down this Ultraviolet anime, see what's going on there. Did you like Ultraviolet at all? Like, I, I watched it one time and was it completely underwhelmed, so I never revisited it, but that was many, I know, many years I, ago. I've watched it a couple times. It doesn't get better. No. But okay. I, it's one of those I picked up for a couple of cents, probably. Yeah. But, eh... But it's got some pretty visuals here and there and some weird ideas, so I'm like, ah, I feel like I should like this because it's kind of like a, a live-action anime. And I guess like all, what, all the other live-action animes, they've all sucked, right? Has there been any good ones? Now well, we got Akira and Cowboy Bebop coming, so... Yeehaw. I mean, is there, is there any good ones out there? Live-action? Just asking me questions. I just can't bring anything. Just... Oh, hey, that's what I... I, I that, that I brought something. I, I actually brought something quite good. Oh, my God. Okay, let's see. We got uh, Dragon Ball Evolution. <laughs> mm-hmm. What a shit show that is. Uh, Alita Battle Angel. Now, I don't know go. the source material, but I quite enjoyed that movie. I know that's not very popular, but so what? I liked it. Oh, the there was another one... Um, it, it wasn't great, but it had some great action. Um, Robot Hunter Kashan, remember that one? You no. actually gave me a burnt DVD of it because I couldn't. We couldn't get it in the states. The guy. I kind of remember that title or Cass Hearn, if you want to oh, say it yes. in English. Yeah. yeah, it's Robot. It's pronounced Kashan. There, that that movie was okay, but it, it, like a lot of Asian movies, it was way too long. I remember with, that. With yeah, okay, I, is that the one where there's a big ship or something or a tank thing or? Yeah, I think so. I haven't watched it in a while. There's a Full Metal Alchemist movie, but I haven't watched that yet. Oh, they made a Black Butler movie? Alright. I'm just... You don't know any of these things that I'm talking about, do you? No. I mean, Catherine and I do. Well, however, however you pronounce it. Yeah. List of films based on manga. Here we go. Oh, Judas Priest. What if they would make an animated Shining movie? Uh, uh, live action. I would. Akira number two in 2014. Live action. What? Oh, that's something else. Akira is apparently a common name in Japan, so. Oh my goodness. I'm still in the A's. Uh, Attack on Titan. I haven't seen that one yet, though. Azumi, I guess, was based on an. There you go. Yep, Azumi was. I'm to the bees. You want me to keep going? Nah, we're, we're good. <laughs> um, 
Okay. Uh, anything else you want to do here? I don't think so. I think that I really, I brought it. You, you did. I did. I did. You had a couple of birthday celebrations, some box office reporting, um, some good anime talk. I really, I really think I delivered a solid B plus in the, <laughs> in this segment. Not a, it's not, it's not like, yeah, you're not bragging. Keep it. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's a strong B plus. I'm not going to say that it was a level, but it was certainly better than me pooping last week. The, the amount of lying humble brag that's going on right now is just, it's, how can I, you I, I have all, I will, f- I'll flat out admit that I have already brought C plus, B minus, which was last week. Last week, I fully admit that was uh, C plus. <laughs> <laughs> But here, eh, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but yeah, I mean, the, especially with the Tarantino stuff, that at least earns a B, and then, you know, you sandwich, hey, did you see a trailer? <laughs> sandwich that on top of the, um, the birthday stuff. <laughs> oh, mother of God. Recently uh. watched, and you're up first, please. <laughs> Get me out uh, of this. Oh, Aladdin! Yeah. Let's get the theatrical viewings out of the way real quick. Aladdin. And I'm happy to report that it did really, really good. I was expecting this to be a, a bomb. Not a, maybe not a bomb, but a, a, you know, 55 million opening weekend followed by, you know, it, it taps out at 100 million, but 112 million dollars is pretty damn good for a movie that was kind of an underdog. Uh, from the get-go, with Guy Ritchie directing and Will Smith as the genie taking over uh, from Robin Williams' iconic role. Uh, but I watched it, and I loved it. I thought it was great. The songs were great. The I, I think that Will Smith did a fantastic job. He's not Robin Williams, and I get it, He's and he's not as good as Robin Williams, but considering what he was up against, he did really, really good. He's really funny. In fact, like this Will Smith... Reminded me of the old Will Smith, of just the real fast one-liners, zingers. His songs are good. Just, he was, and in fact, when he wasn't on screen, I wasn't quite as interested. Like, he was that good that it, it was pretty much his movie. And Jasmine's character, she, uh, she was really, really good. What a voice. My lord, she is a great singer. Uh, Naomi Scott. Uh, and here's another thing that I really liked about this movie is this was not a whitewashed movie. It's the, the, I think damn near everybody in the movie is of Middle Eastern descent or Indian descent. At least they look like it other than Will Smith. Uh, I could be wrong, but to me, it looked, it looked like it. Um, I really liked that. The added stuff. This is a two hours and eight minutes, give or take. Uh, and the cartoon is obviously uh, probably a good, what, 40 minutes at least shorter. But I wasn't bored by this. Like, the added stuff in here, I totally got. In fact, I watched an, uh, a YouTube reviewer complaining about how they changed the beginning. He's a guy that you know, too. We've Okay. Yeah. And um, I've, so I, I was watching for that. And, the, yeah, there's a... There's a different beginning scene. I'm like, okay, this is okay. I, I see what they're doing here. Or, and then I forgot about it. And then it, there was a callback way later in the movie to that opening. And I'm like, oh, damn, there it is. Okay, nice. I like how that connected. I really, really liked that. Uh, and so instead of, you know, you get a big 
sweeping shot of of the town or whatever uh, in the you know, how, however the cartoon started, which is I think it was kind of something like that. Here it is something very different, but I totally I totally got that. My here's my biggest complaint about the movie, and it's honestly it's a minor complaint. Uh, I th- I thought that Jafar was. Uh, good, but not great. Uh, the, 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 the Jafar that I know is from the cartoon is this tall, lanky, really evil looking dude. And here. Intimidating. In, very intimidating. This guy was not that. He was a bad guy. And you get that pretty quickly. He's got the bad guy beard and the bad guy staff. He looks like a bad guy, but he's not. He's not incredibly evil looking enough. Uh, they, and I, I was hoping that by the end, and I'm not, I'm not gonna really spoil anything, but if you've seen the cartoon, then you know in the end, their shit gets pretty crazy. And they do somewhat here, kind of similar to the cartoon, but I, they could have gone a little bit more with the Jafar character. Just, they didn't quite cast right there. And that's, that's honestly probably my biggest complaint. But otherwise, man, that was a that was a really fun movie, and I'm glad it's doing good. Cool. I look forward to seeing it at some point. And I, I too, I was hoping that the ending would be as nuts, like the third act would be as nuts as it was in the yeah. cartoon. It was. It, it was like I was not disappointed. Uh, I was like, yep, I was satisfied with that. Uh, but they could have really, really gone for it. Um, and of course, we get a Bollywood type dance number in the movie too, which I thought was. Hilarious! In fact, my wife even looked over at me. She's like, "Is this like a Bollywood thing or something that we're watching?" I'm like, "Yes, and it's great." <laughs> <laughs> was it when he was being introduced as the prince? That because there was uh, well, a whole there, big well, dance there, scene. Yeah, in the there's cartoon. that. But then there's actually a very like after the movie is done, we actually get another dance number that is, is straight up Bollywood type stuff. And I'm like, "Ah, oh, that's funny." The <laughs> actually uh, speaking of which, the when he's introduced as uh, Prince Ali, that's. That might be my favorite scene in the entire movie. It is so good. The song is great. The way it plays out is great. Will Smith is hilarious in that scene, but it's, and it's longer than in the cartoon, that scene, but that, that was great. Total, it sounded total like they blast. slowed the song down, but you probably have to for live action. Yeah. From what yeah. I heard in the trailer anyway. Anyway, uh, there you go. Okay. Good movie. Want some more live action movies based on anime? Okay. We got Death Note. Oh, good one. That's a good movie. Ichi the Killer. Okay. Lone Wolf and Cub. Oh, old, damn. Old Boy. Uh, Ricky O, the story of Ricky. <laughs> Speed Racer. And last but not least, the film series The Guinea Pig. Guinea Pig, the film series. Oh, that's, that's my, that's, that's my your realm. Right there, yeah. Series of six controversial Japanese horror films from the 1980s through the 90s. Yikes. Uh, okay, next. Um, okay, next up for me is Brightburn. Let's just—I just, just want to get the uh, theatrical viewings out of the way. Brightburn. This is the new one with Elizabeth Banks as uh, the mother of a. I mean, if you've seen the trailer, then uh, of course the trailer gives away more than it should. Um, but it's pretty much Superman. Uh, what, what would happen if Superman? Would be brought to Earth. Now, not the Superman, but a superhero, superhuman entity, or whatever, would be dropped to Earth as a baby and then brought up 
much like Clark Kent in Superman, uh, but in his early teen years, instead of, you know, going the way of good, just pretty much decides I'm going to be an evil bastard because I'm all powerful when he finally figures out, holy shit, I have powers. I'm special and I'm going to act out on my special abilities as, you know, going, going down this road versus the Superman route. We're going to go other route. And that is all pretty much spelled out for everybody in the trailer. Uh, this was fantastic. This was so good. The, um, really? Oh my God, dude, it was awesome. This is right up your alley. I mean, this is a, a horror superhero movie. And by superhero, I mean, like, I was just like, if Superman would be evil, uh, an evil teen Superman is, that's Brightburn, pretty much. The special effects in the movie are incredibly R-rated and awesome. Uh, this is, this is a legit cool movie. Only a couple issues that I had with the movie is, um, it's established pretty much right opening frames that this kid is from outer space because you, you know, in the opening minutes, you see a ship, whatever. I think it would have been kind of cool personally. Like after that, like if we would actually not have known any of that, um, I think that that would have been kind of cool to, uh, as things play out in the movie and he becomes aware of his, he becomes self-aware of what he is capable of doing. That's when we are now maybe introduced to the alien aspect of this. Or I mean, fair, fair enough. But I mean, if, if we are being led to believe that James Gunn is, is doing the Injustice League, the flip version of it, which from what I've read about the ending seems to that they're really selling Oh, there's more of this coming. Um, hmm. As far as, well, spoilers, I guess, other characters? No are... shit, because there is a very, like, there's, <laughs> there is a fantastic, not after the credits, but during the credits end scene with Michael Rooker. Uh, right, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, dude, that was, I was just like, holy shit, that is so awesome. Yeah, Injustice League. <laughs> nice. Not this... Justice League, Injustice yeah. League. <laughs> Oh, this was good. Real good. And it, hour and 30 minutes, it should have been longer. Like it moved the high school. There was some high school stuff going on. Um, and there's a couple side characters in, in his high school class or our junior high class, whatever that I wish they would have kind of gone a little bit more with, but, mm-hmm. um, it, Hey, I was never bored. It was great. Uh, just when yeah, this is one of those movies where like you, you walk a fine line with that. Uh, the parents are the adults don't believe shit to where it's like, come on. And they walk a fine line there, but I think that it's handled good because very, very quickly it gets annoying when you have the, the non-believing parents. I hate that. I do too. So anyway, that's a big thumbs up. Like there's virtually, there's no way that you would not like that movie. I don't think. I'm looking forward to it. And there you go. Two big thumbs ups in the theater. And I got a Cinemark gift card from Missy, one of our listeners. Thank you, Missy. Cool. For the birthday present that I got. So I will be going to the theater here at some point. <laughs> nice. Well, Brightburn is not doing well at all, so my you know, my, my thoughts would be go support it in the theater. But you do whatever you want. Godzilla That's comes more of a time issue than anything else. Was it yeah. as gory as everybody's saying? Oh, it's gory. It's I mean it's not like it's not drenched in blood, but it's it's very R-rated. 
I loved it. I love that it was, they, they didn't shy away from certain things. I'm like, oh, okay, it's R. Cool. Okay, first up for me is, where are we at on time here? Oh, not bad. From 1975, Wolf Guy. Sonny Chiba is Wolf Guy, the only survivor of a clan of werewolves who relies on his feral, full-moon-activated superpowers to solve mysterious crimes. One night, a bizarre and bloody death in Tokyo streets plunges him into a far-reaching conspiracy populated by crooked politicians, naked... Why does it say naked white women? They were all Japanese. Uh, bit players like... This guy, a phantom tiger, and best of all, a shadowy organization. Woo! This was a movie, dude. This was a movie. And I definitely think you should check it out on... Well, I think I watched it on Canopy. Will you like it? I have no idea. It is bonkers off the walls nuts. And, I mean, as far as making a lot of sense, uh, huh? I mean, I was following along, but I was also sort of disinterested in the cop procedural side of it, so I wasn't... And it's subtitled, so I'm paying attention, but I'm like, just do goofy stuff. Just, just please just do goofy stuff. Not, well, we gotta track down this hooker who, whatever, and then he goes and talks to her, and he, she takes off her shirt, and then he's like, I'm in love with you, and then they either do it or they don't, and then five minutes later, he's in love with somebody else who's naked, and there's a fair amount of nudity, and there's some red paint goriness in here, some chunky goriness too, with this, they keep, there's some curse that some, hooker that they raped put on them and they see a tiger in the middle of the streets and then they get tiger claw marks and they die. Alright. And then there's something about werewolves, but I never really see him go turn into a werewolf. He just kind of all of a sudden every now and then can do werewolfy things. Hmm. Okay. Uh, it's alright, but it's also I could see it being totally the kind of thing that's released by Shout Factory, limited run, Eugene buys and likes because it's just weird and rare, and apparently this thing is super duper rare, so it's worth, I would say, giving it a watch because I don't know how stuff works on Canopy as far as coming and going. You know, it could leave off, I don't know, I assume it's like Netflix, it could leave tomorrow and you might not ever have the chance to watch it again, so just for that is where I'm saying, hey, maybe if you want to give it a shot, it's hour and 26 minutes. Uh, Sonny Chiba is cool, and he beats up people, and uh, a lot of naked chicks around. And But as far as asking me to explain everything, everything that happened, <laughs> no, no. Then at the end, they're running around on these big hills outside. Wolf guy. Okay. I'm probably going to do three right here just because it won't okay. take too long. Children of the Corn 2, The Final Sacrifice. There we go. Yeah. Eugene's always wanting me to get some horror VHS, and I try to buy it, but nobody around here's got it. Well, Eugene bought me some uh, for my birthday. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, you're welcome. And I'm happy to report this movie was way better than the first one. I enjoy this a lot more than the first one. It's still kind of mystery science theatery and the acting chops and whatnot. That one kid in the cult just screamed every line, We've got to do it! And walks behind the rose! I was just like, dude, take a breath. Uh, and then, yeah, there's just your usual kind of children of the corny things, I guess, but I've only seen one or two of them. Now, of course, I've, since I have part one and two on VHS, I gotta get them all! Uh, <laughs> 
but it gives me hope that maybe some of the sequels I will continue to improve. Because that first one, I still, it's pretty dull. It is opinion. dull. I agree. Yeah, the second one is, it more embraces the low-budget schlockiness. That right. And in that respect, it. that's where it was fun. Yeah. And things were actually happening, and <sighs> a lot quicker pace. And, yeah, hey, and your know. version, I believe, has that really weird CGI scene, like early 90s CGI. Oh, it's goofy. The guy, I think what they were trying to say is a guy's spirit was escaping from hell or something. Because he kind of possessed the one guy or something. So he had these, you know, flying through tunnel kind of scenes yeah. of really shitty CGI. And then at the end, the one guy gets possessed by a demon, or the, you know, they were causing the final sacrifice, and his face gets all crazy prosthetic demon-y, a little bit of C- shitty CGI too. And then as soon as it's fully formed, and you're like, oh, he's the demon now, then is it just, it's like a mask explodes off his face, and he's got his normal face again, and that was it. Was, okay, what was the, what, mm-hmm. what, why? Whatever. Is that the one where there's a really bad nosebleed in the movie at some point? Uh, I don't remember that, but, but someone, it's, in, it's very someone, possible. Someone got a really bad nosebleed, and then someone else, I thought someone got smushed by a house. Like, there was a yes. Where, yeah, okay. Someone did get smushed by a house. Children of the Corn 2, The Final Sacrifice. And lastly, for me this round, is Night of the Demons 2. Have I seen Night of the Demons 1? Um, I'm not sure. It. I love it. I, I have the Scream Factory release. Uh, Linnea Quigley's in it. That's the one where she puts a, a piece of, or a, a lipstick thing in her nipple. Oh, yep, I have seen that. Okay. Well, Night of the Demons 2 is the only one I own on glorious VHS. And I'm happy to report this too was a good movie. <laughs> a schlocky, shitty fun time. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Another one, I was like, oh, we could do a commentary track on this one, except we kind of already did with that Hellraiser sequel. It's the same kind of premise. Everybody goes to a house and yeah. demons get summoned and, or, you know. Shenanigans ensue. Yep, the bodies start flying. And, uh, yep, uh, there's, I mean, they really went for it with the asshole characters. Like, there are a couple characters that, okay, these guys are kind of assholes. Like, no, they were really, really bad assholes. <laughs> That Isn't was it the- funny when I pretend to sacrifice you, like all the way to tying you down on an altar when then oh, fake yes. that, like good. mouse. Yeah, they they got mouse tied. Her name was yeah. Mouse. Yeah, right. Uh, that uh. that one also had the guy that looked a, like there's a side character that's into demonology or whatever, and he kind of reminds me of Brian Singer, like the director. Yeah, he looked he yep. looks like Brian. I'm like, I actually the last time I watched that movie, I'm like, holy shit, is that actually Brian Singer? Like, did he actually star in this movie? No, he didn't. It's another guy. But anyway. I thought of I thought of the other guy. There's a guy from U five seven one. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's like eh, it's not quite him. Yeah. Anyway, but, Night of the Demons. Th- how many of those movies are there's, there? I believe three of them. And part three was really bad. Uh, it it kind of, if I remember correctly, it almost felt like it was shot on video. And this is way back to where it would have looked maybe a flight up from VHS quality. Like it's really shitty. Mm. Uh, Angela's up to her old tricks again. A group of delinquents accidentally shoot a police officer. To avoid arrest, they hide in an abandoned house, unaware it is haunted. That's the plot of Demons, Night of the Demons 3. I should watch that again, but I... I don't have it. You need to track that down on, uh, on VHS. Uh, if I ever saw it on VHS, I'd buy it. By the way, Wolf Guy, uh, it was released by Arrow recently. 
So okay. that, that's probably a pretty stacked release. Uh, is it expensive? Uh, on Diabolic, it is uh, 18 bucks with $5 shipping. So uh, $23. That's not too bad. <laughs> that's still pretty steep. Yeah, I'll hold off. I did the mother load of all vinegar syndrome uh yeah, you and everybody else. What was going on with that? I saw oh, well, some people posting their receipts of like fourteen hundred dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's uh, they have two major sales every year. There is the halfway to Black Friday, and then the actual Black Friday, and they are like, they are at this point pretty much top, uh, top of the line for all of these niche titles. Like everybody knows Vinegar Syndrome, and even though they release a ton of shitty movies, they're just they're so well liked. And their sales are fantastic. I bought a oh, I mean, I'm a subscriber, and I went and got some of their old back. I was say, what was stuff. the damage? Um, well, I had a, I had been selling a bunch of stuff on uh, eBay, so I had a a nice amount of uh, funds in my PayPal account, which I cleaned out uh, to the tune of over two hundred dollars. Oh, not bad, not bad. Yeah. I, that's reasonable. Yeah, I, I'm not kidding. I saw one guy post a receipt that was almost fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, and a lot of these, like once they're out of once they are sold out, they're done. Uh, so I, I'm, I mean, full disclosure here. Some of these I bought simply because I'm, I'm going to probably just sell them on, like they were a good price. I'm going to probably just sell them on eBay. I'm not going to, I'm not going to inflate the price. I'll probably have a low starting price and I just, you know, I'll probably make a little bit of money on it. Um, but a lot of them I'm going to obviously keep. Um, yeah, I got some Picarama ones coming too. Woohoo! I don't know what that is. At any rate, I'm not saying go buy Wolf Guy. I'm saying you should watch it on Canopy because there it is. Yeah. And uh, something else that you had mentioned in a previous episode about uh, quality on Canopy. Uh, now, the first half of that movie I watched, that was full HD. But then I didn't get back to it until the afternoon, 3, 4 o'clock when traffic picks up here. And it never... It, it was pretty standard. Okay. It wasn't awful, but it... it I'm the VHS guy, so you can't listen to anything I say anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Both those tapes I got from you were pristine, by the way. Oh, good, good. Well, yeah, when I was shopping around, I I picked, I tried to pick out ones that were like in very, very good shape. Mm-hmm. So, cool deal. Okay, uh, the, you got what else did you get me? Some uh, Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, but I just bought the DVD box set of those, so I probably won't watch. I'll watch the DVD. Anything yeah. that I have a DVD of, I'm gonna watch that. But um, I will be trying to collect all of the Friday the Thirteenth on VHS, just because that's cool. Yeah. And I figured, and I, I really liked the cover for the, is it the New Blood? Uh, that's, I don't know, it, one of them you bought me, one of them you bought me I already had. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, I think it's the New Blood. But that's, it's a really cool cover anyway. That's one yeah. of the old school Friday the 13th ones. Yeah. And I just packed it away. Well, you can just go, because I haven't watched either of them. And ones like that, there are very few that I have two copies of, but, um, oh, what's the other one? Hold on here. I can probably see it. Shit. It was Charles Bronson, part four. Death Wish? I think... I think so. Is it called Crackdown or something like that? Death Ooh, Wish 4? Yeah, that sounds right, yeah. Okay. Well, the reason I bought two copies of that is because the first copy that I bought was sealed. And then I came across another copy for 50 cents. Like, well, I'll just buy that shit and then watch yeah. that one. Uh, as with the New Blood... I haven't watched either one of them, so when I do eventually one day get around to that, I'll I have two copies in case one is moldy or one is shitty. Yeah, you know, then I can keep one and pawn one off on somebody else. Yeah. 
Yeah, that death before dishonor. Uh, that is, I, I, that's another one I got you. And that's, I've never seen that movie, but th- that was a classic staple of pretty much any mom and pop video store back in the day. That cover, I'm like, I, I can't believe I've never seen that movie, but I just always remembered that cover. And when I saw it at the, uh, the at that store, I'm like, oh shit, there's that old movie. Uh, maybe it's good. I haven't watched it yet, but I agree. I knew that cover instantly, and I'm I'm like, yeah, I feel like I've watched this, and I flip it over, and I'm like, I don't think I've ever watched this. But I'm going to be checking that one out soon. I, I've been on a... Well, do you want to review something else and we can get into coming soon? Okay. Okay, so we're going to do a, one more round? Uh, you can. Okay. You do one more round of you, and then we'll do coming soon and wrap up. Ilsa, Tigris of Siberia. This is the fourth in the um, award... Well, award-winning? Uh, did it win any awards? Hmm. Probably not, um, but it's maybe it, some maybe some war crimes against the yeah. Geneva Convention, yeah, or against humanity. Yeah, um, Ilsa, the Tigris of Siberia, is oh, let's see, in 1953, nestled deep in the unforgiving Siberian tundra, the Stalinist Gulag 14 is a purgatory under the command of the brutally seductive tormentor Ilsa. More than two decades later, the camp's sole survivor thirsts for retribution, and that's. Where, uh, this movie goes south real fast. The first Elsa movie is classic grindhouse, uh, sleaze. Is that She-Wolf? Yeah, She-Wolf of the SS. The second that's the one. the only one I've seen. Yeah, and that's by far the best one. The second one is the Jess Franco, uh, movie. That's Wicked Warden, and that was not good. Third one is, uh, the oil, she- uh, Harm Keeper of the Oil Sheiks. Mm-hmm. That one was okay. This one here, the first, the first like 20 minutes or 30 minutes, um, yeah, it is called The Crackdown. I was looking in the wrong section. This time it's war, because the first three times it was personal. I mean, no little pistol here. And this one, he straight up got a machine gun. He's just walking the streets, mowing people down. Oh, great, it's a video treasure. Ooh, <laughs> video treasure. That's... That's trash. Yep, those but are... But hey, I got a sealed one. I got one that's sealed, so maybe that one would work. Yeah. But do I open it? Hmm. Oh, Canon, you cheat bastards. <laughs> Okay, so Ilsa, uh, here's my problem with that, with this movie is the first 20, 25 minutes are great. Just what I like about, you know, the best of the Ilsa series, where she is this awful commandant, whatever, and she's just ruthless to these guys, and she, you know, of course, everybody's fucking everybody else. Uh, it's great. I'm like, oh, I remember, this is so good. There's a scene where these two guys are having to arm wrestle, and the loser gets, like, there's a chainsaw that's, like, basically, the loser gets his hand cut off with a chainsaw, pretty much. Uh, and then it turns into this, like, then we flash forward X amount of years. And now we're in Canada. And it's a spy James Bond, like, zero-budget spy James Bond thing where they're trying to track down Ilsa. In Canada? Why Canada? I, I, exactly. Just random. I, <laughs> because reasons... And she's kind of got this brothel type thing going on, and one of the guys that survived her gulag, he's, uh, you can't really tell the characters apart from each other. They all kind of look the same. Uh, but you are, know. can I ask you a question about this series? Because I've only seen one. Are we being are are we are we to believe that it's the same Ilsa in each one? Because I thought it was like maybe the same actress but a different character. Is it? No, she's Ilsa in everyone. She gets murdered and she gets killed in the yeah, end. That's of what I mean. She gets killed at the ever. Uh, okay, yeah. so it's Ilsa on Earth seven three two. Exactly. It's it's okay. it's alternate universe Ilsa. So she's time. just a rotten bitch in every planet of the yes. multiverse. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, the first Ilsa is. 
is it's so good. And this one here is uh, there's some good parts to it. And I mean, every time I watch an Elsa movie, I'm gonna talk about it on the show because, well, let's face it, it's that's a part of my being is. Uh, it's going well, yeah, it's, it's, no, it's highbrow cinema straight to Ilsa. That's yeah. kind of your range, and that's mm-hmm. the range of the show. Yes, it is. Yep. Uh, but anyway, there you go. Um, next for me is... Ah, here we go. Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Ever since I saw this was... Uh, this is actually on Amazon Prime, and this is actually the quote-unquote new 4K remastered version that they are showing on Amazon Prime right now. There's an older Blu-ray release, and there's a newer one. And I guess this is the transfer from the new one. I'm like, hell yes, I have not seen this movie. Honestly, I don't know if I have seen this movie since the VHS days. It's been that long. Really? Because I feel yeah. like we've talked about it before. And, and you, do you have that Blu-ray? No, I don't. No, oh, I never wow. bought this Blu-ray. Um, but I had watched it several times on VHS, and I think back then... Way back then, it didn't have an effect on me like it did this time. Uh, this is, this is a brutal movie. Man, it is. That's how you described it to me in the past. Oh, man. It's hour and 23 minutes and it's almost, it's almost like a documentary style. Almost like this is really happening. There happens to be a camera in the room videoing this insane, crazy shit. Uh, my only gripe, honestly, with the movie is the music choices in the movie sound, I don't know, it's it, poor music choices, I think. That's a minor quibble in this movie. Otherwise, there is a reason why this movie is so, so well-renowned and so looked upon in, in high regard. Um, it is so damn good and so, like, it's not that gory, but it's so sadistic and just... It's almost like human life is meaningless in this movie. It's somehow they've made so that there is a complete disregard for all human life in this movie. And they've done it in a way where they show very little. Almost kind of Texas Chainsaw Massacre-ish. Uh, Michael Rooker. Th- this is another reason why way back when I saw it, years and years and years ago, I didn't much care for Michael Rooker after this movie because of his role as Henry. Right. I. It's so... Awful and disgusting, and he's so soulless. Uh, Tom Towles is in this as, I think, Otis, and he actually went on to, he was great in uh, House of a Thousand Corpses as the, I believe, the cop. But uh, anyway, the, the cast is good, the acting is great. It's You should check it out sometime, but I, this time that I watched it, I was thinking, would you like it? And this is, I think, a checklist movie for you, but right. I don't know how much you're going to like this, because it is... Does it count this, as a horror movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, yep, but it is unpleasant. Yeah, we'll see. I might wait till October then. But I do want to check that off the list. Yeah, you should. It's a very, very good movie and very, very effective. But it, I, I now remember why I did not watch it in so long as it's, <laughs> uh, like, I'm good. I'm real good for a long time. Like, I can sit <laughs> through all the Ilsa shit you throw my way, but, uh, Well, but that's like, that's not meant to be taken seriously. No, that's cheesy, titillating sleaze. This is not. <laughs> and by the, by the way, this movie also has a very checkered history with the uh, ratings board. And like it, oh, it's been like just cut to hell. And there's so many different versions of it. But I guess this hour and 23 minute version is the most complete version of the bunch. And there's a home invasion scene in the movie. I would assume that that's probably where a lot of the stuff was cut and then reinserted all that stuff. So. 
Anyway, there you go. Okay, uh, coming soon for you. Um, or you want me to go first? Yeah, why don't you go first? Okay. Let me. Uh, Death Before Dishonor and hey. Armed yeah. Response. And I've still got the Prophecy 2 and the Prophecy 3 sitting up there on VHS. Which now I got two of those. I got to get them all. Maybe. And what else? Uh, I've got to start watching more of the tapes because I got to make more room for other ones. Body Double? Have you ever watched that? Yeah. Wait, is that the Coen Brothers? No. That oh, that's oh, wait, that's Blood Simple. Yeah. Oh, good. I typed in Boffy Double. <laughs> that's awesome. You would. You got to know the cover of this movie. Because I sure body. did in the VHS days. Body. Let me look it up here. Body Double. Brian De Palma. Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yep, I've seen that movie. Any good? Yeah. From okay. what from what I remember. Ah, Melanie Griffith, Greg Henry, and uh, Tommy Lee Jones, it looks like. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be watching that soon. Hey, Barbara Crampton's in it. That's always a good thing. Alright, alright, alright. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of tapes. That's pretty much what I got coming soon. Actually, I might try to cram in some canopy hoopla stuff since it's the last week of the month. Are are oh, rentals yeah. were they reset at the end? Yeah, is it I'm just not sure how that is. Is that like Every 30 days, or is that, like, from, like... You I do? assume it's the first of the month, right? That, Probably. That would make the most sense. So I might try and use some of those up real quick for the end of the month. Uh, what about you? Um, for me, going to try to watch the new Godzilla movie. That's going to oh, be... Oh, it looks good. Yes, it does. First and foremost on the list. That's, that's going to happen. Either before we leave for vacation, which would be this coming Thursday evening, or while we're on vacation, I'll try and... Sneak off and check that thing out. Uh, let's see what else is there. Uh, Dark Phoenix might happen as well on vacation. That comes out June 7th. I don't know why I'm kind of meh on that one. I, well, have you lo- liked the last couple? I, I thought yeah, I was I'm, the only one that did. They're okay. The last one was my least favorite, I think, of... Well, shit. No, part three was my least favorite X-Men movie. Uh, but... Uh, I, I don't know. The, the new cast is not quite gelling with me. It, it's okay. Michael Fassbender is the, like, I think the highlight of the new cast. Maybe uh, James McAvoy as well as Professor X, but... Uh, I don't disagree, but I uh, on rewatch, I enjoyed Apocalypse a lot more. Really? Because yeah. I've only seen it one time in the theater. I enjoyed it a lot more the second time around. Yeah, I'll give that one a rewatch as well at some point, but... Uh, yeah, Dark Phoenix is going to happen. Who knows? This might be the last non-Disney X-Men, right? Yeah, I guess. Because this is not... This was before Disney. Right. This so, this will be it. Yeah. Is my um, guess. Oh, what else? Oh, uh, so I'll... I want to review this on next episode. Oh, shit. That's going to be a while. Gladiator extended version on 4K UHD. I watched that. And I'm just going to keep that in, in my notes to talk about next uh, next time we tape. Um, Terminator 2 coming up anytime soon? Oh, I, God, I keep forgetting. I need to pull that out of my stack because if it's not on, if it's not on the chair beside me when I'm watching movies, it's not like, it's not in the queue ready to go. So right. it's, it's, I need to because I know that once I do that, then I'm going to hit three and four and maybe Genesis, maybe. Go down the line, dude. Just go right down the line. Ding, 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 ding. So that way they're all really fresh in your mind. Yeah. And then you can rate them better, I think. Yeah. Um, by the way, I, I did watch The Keep. I'll review that on next episode. Um, yeah, and then there's some Disney stuff that I've been watching with uh, with wife, Beauty and the Beast. I rewatched that one. And again, I'm just telling, saying, I, 
I know of some of the stuff that I'm going to watch, but uh, there's a lot of reviews that I want to actually get to. Oh, and actually, I could go down that list a little bit, too, here. Uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, Best of the Best 2, uh, The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, and Mission Impossible Fallout. Those were all ones that I've rewatched recently. Cool. And then once once my actual vinegar syndrome... I, actually, hold on here. Um, my vinegar syndrome order. <clears throat> Just going to read off some of the titles that I got. How's that sound for you? Okay. Um, um, hot legs slash California gigolo. Okay, talk slower <clears throat> and a little more sexy. <laughs> fast cars, fast women. That's it. I'm done. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. No, I'm not. I'm not yet. <laughs> the young like it hot. Winter heat. Um, hold on. <laughs> uh, there you are. There's the order receipt. Cat house fever. Slaughterhouse. Oh. <laughs> a woman's torment. Hold on. Um, it's like that scene in Clerks where he's ordering tapes. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to do your own research to see what they actually are. Oh, Lucifer's Women slash Dr. Dracula. That one sounds safe. Liquid assets. That should about do it for, I mean, then there's, I mean, there's other stuff too, but that's kind of the gist of my... Awesome. I can't wait for those reviews. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're the ones watching them, not me. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's, they're classic. They're, they're classic and they meant, they're meant to be, they have historic, like, uh huh. A historic, uh, not value, but uh-huh. a, like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, document? Like history. It's a historical a document, document? A, a, a documentation of, of how things were in the 70s and, you know, why they were a certain way and how they were shot. Certain actors, um, you know, like you know, Ron Jeremy and skinny Ron Jeremy, by the way. Harry, but skinny uh, ooh, Ron Jeremy. Weird. Um, I believe that that guy can actually suck his own dick. Uh, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't either. I, I, I really <laughs> only have one thing to say to that, dude. <laughs> Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Don't forget your public service announcement from this episode is to the proper pronunciation of names, such as Taika Waititi. I suppose I'm going to go now and Try and suck my own dick. Okay. Have fun. I'll yep. see you. I'll see you when I see you. Yep. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.